let's say you're working on something, your own show or your own blog or book, and initially you have your own ideas, and then you start have to, you might have had a path in your mind where you want to take it, and all of a sudden something else comes along, and uh, you're right, you're stepping away from your ego, and maybe you would, and as a result of which, you might find a better path, right? And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I always say to myself, you started off with a kind introduction saying, I, I'm an accomplished growth hacker. I don't. This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey, you. Yeah, just you. So, my curiosity question for you is, have you ever finally gotten that one thing in your life that you thought was going to make you happy, and then it didn't? Seriously, let me ask you this again. Have you ever gotten that thing in your life that you thought was going to make you happy, and it didn't. Well, I want to let you know, first of all, you're not alone. And let me set the tone. Because let's say you set out a goal, like maybe a marathon or something. Or you built the company of your dreams. And you finally finished this marathon. Or you finished building this company of your dreams and it's, it's giving you all the wealth that you thought it would one day, or the marathon finally gave you the skills of what it takes to run a marathon, and you finish it, and that day, that very day that you think about it, you're still unhappy. So I've got to ask, why do you think this is? And if this resonates with you, hey, guess what? I've got someone on that's gone through something kind of like this. His name is Nassar Al-Hamad. Let me say that once more again, because I want to be very particular with this. His name is Nassar Ahmed, and he is an accomplished growth hacker with extensive experience working as a blogger, copywriter, and editor. His online publication, CareerMetis.com, he has a community-focused approach to career discussion 
which could be the reason why some people finally get that thing that they want. And then they fall victim to being unhappy and uncertain is because they don't have a community. So I can't wait to have this awesome conversation around this very subject. So without further ado, please give a huge warm welcome to Nassar Ahmed. Hey, Nassar, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, Logan, thank you very much for that introduction. I, I feel very happy listening to that. And um, yeah, it's, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to be here. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, the pleasure is mine. So uh, I, I think the mission of the show, actually, I know that for sure the mission of the show is to uh, scratch your own itch. And that means solving a problem that you may have with yourself. Um, and while you do that, you do it for other people. So how does that come off to you and how are you doing that for others right now? Well, actually, that's actually a perfect um, parallel to how my company or business uh, got started. You mentioned I, uh, the publication I run is called CareerMedis.com. Um, I started off as an accident. And just a quick backstory, and that'll tie into the whole scratch your own itch thing, is um, there was early in my career, like anyone else, I've had moments where I needed to change jobs, get a promotion, get a raise. Um, you know, I was downsized. I needed to find a new job. Whenever this happened, I had to go and get help. And I read, I looked at the internet, I read books, I um, hired coaches. And with all that information, I was able to apply that to myself. And I, I was able to get some success out of that. Then what happened is I started sharing that idea, uh, ideas actually, with my friends and family. And to help them out, it was totally unconditional. I just wanted to help. I just wanted to share the knowledge I had. And soon enough, people, my closest friends said, hey, you should start writing this. Uh, you should start writing this and share the idea. Initially, I thought, okay, this is crazy. Nobody's going to read my stuff. Isn't that enough information already? Then after some more after convincing myself with the help of the uh, little bit of uh, coercion from my friends, I was able to start writing a, a blog, which I started calling it as careermedis.com. And initially I was writing it myself, just, just myself writing articles, just as a hobby. I, I did not even know where this would go. I just wanted to write for the sake of doing it, test it out. It became a very fun hobby. Then it got to a point six to seven months down the line, people started reaching out to me saying, I want to contribute to your site. And I did not even know what that was a thing. I did not know that this whole thing is called guest blogging. I did not know it was a thing. And that's when I realized there might be something. I have validated this concept. People do want to, I wrote this because I wanted this for myself, a reminder. In case I lose my job, I can go back to my own notes in the form of a blog. Um, but now people are validated. People are validated. They want to continue to contribute to the site. So since then, what I've done is I've done a heavy emphasis on allowing other people to write. So I've taken a back seat as a writer, mostly doing the editing and publishing right now. So um, that's how I think everything comes full circle. It's it was if uh, one of the things uh, on my podcast, I had one uh, an individual by the name of Liam, and he mentioned the same thing. Liam Martin, um, he said that the most um, effective and successful entrepreneurs or any business owners are the ones who learn to scratch their own itch. They have a problem they themselves struggled with. And once they have fixed it, they realize, wow, there are other people who might need this. 
then they start growing that as a business or a career. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I love this story. And I, I wow, uh, I scratch your own itch. That's exactly what it means. It's like, you know, it's kind of, you don't even need motivation to do it. It's just the itch is so strong that you just got, you've got to solve this problem. Otherwise, um, well, life's just going to keep going downhill. So that's why I definitely named the podcast, uh, scratch your own itch. And also, I just want to say that uh, I think it's so cool that you actually turned around and let your own ego, I guess, kind of let go in a way, um, because it's really hard, I think, to actually build a website with a a, 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 um, a sort of like idea of what you want it to be and then to let it go and let it transform into something else and allow other people to contribute may have been a little hard at first, I think. So I want to like commend you on being able to let that go. Um, does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, it's amazing you mentioned that because I never thought about it that way. And you're so right, because let's say you're working on something, your own show or your own blog or book, and initially you have your own ideas and then you start have to, you might have had a path in your mind where you want to take it. And all of a sudden, something else comes along. And uh, you're right. You're stepping away from your ego. And maybe you would, and as a result of which, you might find a better path, right? And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I always say to myself, you started off with a kind introduction saying, I, I'm an accomplished growth hacker. I don't think so. I think I'm learning all the time. There's so much to learn. And most of the things I've learned, I've learned it by accident or by just doing it. And um, so uh, that's exactly when you do that, when you're open to, um, I think I forgot who said this. this uh, and someone said this, you have to be rigid with your goals, but you have to be flexible with your approach or the process. So let's say I want to go from Toronto to New York and I, there are so many ways I can get there. Uh, today I can take a train, a bus, I can drive, I can take a plane, and maybe in five years the Hyperloop might be there <laughs> and I can go in, in 30 minutes. So there's so many ways to get there. So as long as you know your destination, you have to be flexible. That does include working, you know, taking a step back from your ego. And thanks for reminding me. I've never thought about it that way, but that is so true, Logan. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found and making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Oh, I, yeah, I just, I, I know what it's like to have a creation inside your head and to put it out into reality and then it transform and um, to kind of let that go. And it's the uh, notage of, of, I think a lot of us have that problem where uh, we don't really, I mean, uh, in the in the show description of the show, it's uh, the things we think about a lot but don't ever talk about. And ego, I think, is one of them, one of the, the, the 
the absolute weaknesses of a lot of uh, business owners and a lot of people that are just leaders is they don't talk about the ego that they have to let go very often um, because that's hard to do. It's hard to actually be wrong sometimes because you need to be wrong in order to learn though. And it's really, it's not easy. Um, I'm not going to like paint any uh, flowers over it, but I want to kind of pivot into asking you how, uh, how you got into growth hacking overall, like, and, and why you like the word growth hacking versus just like, I think growth hacking is, is, um, is, is kind of like downsizing it. I really like the word marketing, mm -hmm. uh, or, or spreading the word. Why did you decide to use the word growth hacking? Yeah. So the word growth hacking, um, is if I can simplify it, it was, it is something that came up in the last few years, uh, in the startup world and growth hacking is different from traditional marketing, traditional, I mean, it is a part, actually growth hacking is marketing and selling but it is a little bit different where you're doing things. Uh, the word hacking is used because you're doing things that most people would not do uh, and you're not following the traditional marketing route. So um, so many reasons why I decided to take this path because A, I got a few years ago, I started listening to this podcast called I Love Marketing. And until then, I've, I've only had a sales career and I did not realize how important marketing was to any business for anything. And after listening to the podcast, I said, you know what? I want to get into this marketing thing. I want to get into the world. However, it's not easy to make a pivot from a sales career to marketing career. And most most marketing jobs, it's not easy to get into if you don't have a, a experience or also a degree or something. It depends on the company. So I decided to learn on my own. And then I came across this whole concept of growth hacking. The more I started reading uh, I realized, you know, people are doing different things, things that you would not think that are not taught in school. They are doing different things to get the word out, uh, get the brand out. And uh, that got me excited. That got me really excited saying, wow, I want to do this. I don't want to go and learn how to raise money to put a billboard ad or spend money on paid ads. I want to do something different. Things that most people, most people in the world would not do but I would do it anyway. So that's the reason the word hacking and growth hacking means you're actually trying to do methods to grow fast, get the word out um, without spending a lot of money. Uh, and that applied to me because when I started the business or I did not have a lot of money, I was just bootstrapping it. Uh, so it was just, just to summarize what I just said, it was, my, it was a way for me to get into the world of marketing um, um, by my own way, rather than having to wait for someone. At the same time, also another way to get uh, grow a business without having to spend a lot of money. What are some of the uh, myths around what growth hacking is? Yeah, I think the word hacking uh, comes across very, uh, you know, you, you have a negative connotation. Um, so some people might think it is what it is uh, what people do are um, sort of unethical, but I don't think so. Uh, I mean, when you take a deeper look, it is everything what marketers have been doing. It is it is uh, marketing, but one of the biggest myths is you need to have a marketing degree. Um, I don't think so. If you look at one of the greatest marketers out there, and these are people who have started startups and companies they did not have the traditional path. They just did things. Um, so that's number one. Uh, actually, two things. Number one was people have a negative connotation. I've covered that. 
Um, the third thing, of course, is it is not easy. I know when you think of hacking, you think about somebody, uh, you know, Hollywood has made it appear that, okay, hacking is someone who sits in a basement, someone works hard, someone, the hacker hacks into their bank account, takes all the money. It's not, <laughs> growth hacking is not that. It does take a lot of work. Um, so another myth is it is easy and simple. Uh, it might be simple, but it is not easy. You got to do the work. Um, and the last thing is it's not something that you can just uh, do. You also have to have the mindset. And I, I use the advert. I, I use the example of advertising, right? If I am a business owner, I own a restaurant. I don't need to think. I can just go and buy an ad in Yellow Pages or Google Ads. Uh, but growth hacking is a mindset that you have to have. It's not a thing that you do. So those are some of the things people usually get misunderstood. But once they start doing it and thinking like that, it it changes the changes everything they know about uh, marketing and business. I love it, uh, man. Um... I, I love it because uh, uh, that first of all, that I love marketing podcast. Marketing is very surrounded the psychology mm-hmm. of a person and why we do the things we do, right? And uh, so the main thing, the reason why I even started the show is why do you have this depression or or this sort of like down down days when you finally create the thing that you wanted and you get it? And um, it comes down to the psychology, I think, in which the way you started it, because it could have been started out of maybe uh, a uh, way to feel a sort of approval, like, hey, I'm only I'm only fit when someone actually goes and says, oh, wow, you run marathons? That's awesome. Like, you're a fit person, or I'm actually successful once I build a company. Um, I want to ask you, like, what do you think – is the real reason why may some people fall into this pitfall very often when they start marketing themselves and they start uh, going out there and uh, like they finally get the thing that they wanted and they're now down and depressed and feeling sorrowful about the thing they created. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned marathon and I, I had the same experience. Just I'll, I'll just speak about marathon. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tie that to your question. So a few years ago, I was definitely, I mean, out of shape in my early 20s. So I decided to train and I started, I joined a group, a running group, and I, I decided to run a marathon and I wanted to run in the same week and I was turning 25. So I wanted it to be a milestone for me. I wanted it to be something, okay, you know what? When I'm 60 years old, I can look back and I know on my 25th birthday, I did it. So it was a sense of accomplishment I wanted to have. But at the same time, I was overweight, I was out of shape, I needed to get healthy, so I decided to run. And in the process of training, it actually, it's funny enough, it became part of my identity. Everyone, I was telling I was telling everyone I'm training, every once in a while, people would check in and ask me, what are you doing? How is the training going? And um, so all of a sudden, I got to, it became from me just running a marathon to become a big accomplishment that I, I was trying to reach towards. So I trained for the year, I trained like, 12, 16 hours a week. And on that race weekend, I ran the marathon. I was injured. My, um, I was told not to run, but I finished the race. But something interesting happened, right? When you run a marathon, you're training for four or five months, actually longer sometimes. And when you finish the race, you're supposed to feel happy. But in my case, I was totally depressed. That was one of the most depressing day of my 20s. And I was really depressed. I was uh, The race was in Ottawa. So I traveled from Toronto to Ottawa. 
the time the race got over, I went to my hotel room, shut the, shut the blinds on and went to sleep. I was so depressed. I was depressed for the whole week and I did not know why. And I came back to the running group and told my um, someone I looked up to in the running group, the, co- the team coach, the running coach. And he said, I asked him why this happened. And he said, this is normal. What has happened is you set a huge goal for yourself and you thought it was impossible and you defied the odds and you did it. Once you did it, your mind is like, okay, first of all, this is it. I've accomplished the goal. Uh, all of a sudden, once you accomplish the goal, you're not striving towards anything else. Um, and it made sense to me. And he said, the next thing you should do is sign up for the next race. And this time, try to beat your next race. So I did that and my motivation went back up. So the reason I gave this short, long story is because that happens to all of us. Uh, a lot of people, you look at a lot of artists, uh, musicians and actors, they become really successful. Then they get into drugs because they've reached that goal because that's a goal they reach. And once they reach the goal, there is a letdown, uh, an emotional letdown. So all I would say it is, it is, it is human. Everybody goes through that. That's the reason you constantly need to think about your next goal as you're approaching your next goal, uh, as you're approaching this goal. Um, so one of, uh, so that's one thing I would say, you know, you, the challenge with goal setting is once you achieve your goal, you have to quickly, or even before that, set your next goal. Otherwise you will feel that moment of depression and unhappiness. Uh, but if you, exp- if you experience it, you're not alone. Um, you know, it is, it is part of being human. It's just how our minds are wired. Yeah. I love, I love how you just put the button on it. It's sort of like, you know, it's, um, that's sort of, you hear the same story from like people that we really look up to maybe like Jim Carrey or Elizabeth Gilbert's even said this on record where, you know, uh, Jim Carrey is, well, gone out and said, Hey, I wish everyone got rich and famous and found out that that's not the very thing that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the, the thing that there's, that's going to make them happy. And I actually don't, I've like really started studying the psychology of one's um, way of thinking and, and so many of us are attracted to the word happiness, but it's not really the thing we want. What we want is to progressively at a slow amount of time, though, not too fast, not too slow, to get better at things, to get better at skills, to learn, um, and then to sort of like get those little checkpoints. And that's when we get the little shots of endorphins. Um, and then all of a sudden start a new thing to sort of work on that next shot and fill it up. So I guess uh, I'm starting a new trend uh, right now with you right now is I. Uh, mm-hmm is we got to just fill up our shot glasses uh, as much as possible and take the endorphin shots and then and then set it out and, and try to fill it up again. So what do you think is, um, now that kind of leads me to the next question is like, what do you, what do you think is your current shot of endorphin rush right now? So Logan, I, I, will, I would answer that, but if I may, I just want to add one more point to the last question. Of course. Um, so you, what you just said, you nailed it on the head. Um, you talked about um, looking at the journey in a, in a way. So it reminds me of a quote from Earl Nightingale. Uh, one, of the, I mean, one of the, he's also, he's considered the dean of personal motivation. And he says, happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. See, he never said happiness is about achieving goals. He said it was the progressive realization. What he's trying to say is 
Happiness is in the process of achieving your goals, not when you achieve your goal. The reason, going back to what you said about Jim Carrey and everyone else, is a lot of people achieve, attach happiness to reaching a goal. I'll be happy when I get, you know, lose 50 pounds and have a six pack. I'll be happy when I win an award. I'll be happy when I make a million dollars. But a lot of people fail to realize happiness, you, you're truly happy when you're doing all the stuff. So like when you're waking up every day in the morning, working out, that, uh, eating healthy and all that, when you're working every day towards your business, that should be what makes you happy. So trust and love the process. The goals are always, will always change, but the process is what sh you should make people happy. And that ties me to exactly the next question you asked me. What is, what is my shot of endorphins? So for me, it's actually interesting. I, uh, I've got, the older I get, the less highs I get from accomplishment. I get more high from learning and new things. And things, I get a, I, I get a high when I, on Monday, I do not know anything. And by Friday, I know something. And by the next Friday, I've actually done it. I mean, I know it's, usually it doesn't happen in a two-week time period but I'm just trying to illustrate um, like I'm anything that you I've done in my business, whether writing articles or building a publishing platform or a podcast, I did not know, but as I started figuring it out and doing it over and over, it becomes second nature. And then I look back and say, you know what? I don't care about how many downloads I have. I just love the fact that I'm almost, I've surpassed 90 episodes and people want to, uh, people are reaching out to me that is an accomplishment for me because I've, uh, that's how I am wired. I, I consider myself a heuristic learner. I, I constantly want to learn things by breaking things. And uh, over time, I look back, I have picked up skills I've never had before. That excites me to keep going. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. So really quick, I want to ask you if you could do a little bit of feedback. Yeah, that's right. Give me some feedback. I need to really know what is speaking to you, what you would love to hear on this podcast, what you'd hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of, and honestly, what is impacting your life. I started the show as a mission to talk about the things we think about a lot and need to talk about more and to scratch your own itch. And that means by solving a problem that you have with yourself and turning your business into it. So I want to know, what is it that you would love more of? So please let me know. And just you can either email me, logan at logantylernelson.com, or you can leave a review down below and just let me know what you like and what you don't like. And be honest with it. I don't really mind only because I want this show to be the best show that it can be. And it's not going to be the best show unless you're giving out the information but don't just do it just to feel better about yourself really give honest feedback let you know how it is to be a creative uh the people that are usually knocking your stuff are the same people that aren't creating anything so if you're a creator yourself or if you want to start creating stuff you get it you need feedback and the right type of feedback so i appreciate any feedback that i get so please let me know thank you and back to my interview Oh man, I love it. I love it. I got a huge smile and grin on my face right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. I love it. Uh, so I want to go into what I call scratching the surface curiosity questions, where it's just a few more questions um, to learn a little bit more about you. 
and then also make some people feel a little less alone. And I think we did a really great job of just covering the topic and, and what you do already. So um, this section, I think, will be uh, just just even more incredible. So whenever you're ready, Nassar, I'm going to uh, fire away. Yeah, please. I'm, I'm excited. Just the sounds of it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the first uh, question is sort of a giving giving question to, to sort of, you know, uh, what's a thought, though, that you've had in your life or your day uh, that you keep having that you might be ashamed or embarrassed by about, but you keep having this thought and you know that you're human? By having it, but you just wish you didn't have it anymore. What is that thought? Yeah. Um, so I am in my early 30s and I'm turning 34 in a couple of months, actually. So uh, when I was in my early 20s, when I moved to Canada from India, I wanted to be successful by, I mean, in my own definition of success by a certain age, which was 25. 25 came along, it didn't happen. 30 did not happen. So that's still, and by, I know by society standards, if uh, there is a lot of data say that the older you get, the more successful you become. But uh, that still bothers me. Maybe the subconscious programming coming from uh, the culture and even society makes you think so. So consciously, I know that the older you get, the more mature you get, the more uh, the things that you want will come to you naturally. But subconsciously, once in a while, I do get those thoughts actually saying, "Wow, I'm here yet. Why is this not?" A multi-million dollar business. Why is it? Wh why am I not where I wanted to be five years ago? So that always happens. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure. I I might be right, but I think a lot of people in the 30s feel that level of insecurity because they might have had a lot of goals and for some reason they have not accomplished it, and uh, it always comes up in your mind. Yeah, it's that level of just constantly comparing yourself. And I had a guest on uh, Sal DiStefano, and I and I love, love the way he thinks. And um, he's in the fitness, but he's a master of the mind. He's a master of uh, family, and he's uh, one of my heroes, uh, absolute mentors. And I love how he uh, actually said there's, there's no point <laughs> of ever comparing yourself to anybody. Um, all you can do is really become 1% better every day so of, true. of the person that you were yesterday. Yeah. So, um, and I know, I know you live by that code too, because, uh, I've listened to other episodes with you and, and done research on you and which leads me into when I was doing research on you, you're a fellow podcaster. I would be kicking myself in the butt by not asking you this question. Um, who would you really love to interview? And, and uh, sit in front of you, and what question, what, what one question would you love to ask them? One of my favorite authors is Robert Greene. Um, Robert Greene is, um, actually there's, uh, Robert Greene is an author who wrote The 48 Laws of Power. He wrote about mastery. He wrote about 33 Strategies of War. He wrote, uh, he co-authored 50th Law with the, uh, Curtis Jackson, AKA 50 Cent. Um, he's, he would be my top, one of my top three authors. And, uh, I really like the way, way he thinks and he writes, and I like his style because he says the truth. You know, if you go to any bookstore, Barnes and Nobles chapters here in Canada, there's a tons of self-help books and everything is about positivity and all that, but very rarely an author talks about the grind, 
the hustle, the failure successful people have gone through. And he says that uh, in his books. And I would love to pick his brains. Uh, like I would love to have him on a show, even on a call, if I get a chance to sit down with him. I just wanted to, like pe more people should listen to his message. He talks about mastery, be something that takes seven to 10 years. He talks about the grind. He, he talks about how, you know, the most successful people, they dr they have the drudge drudgery of doing the same thing every day, but they stick to it. And that's the reason in the end they are successful. I wish more people listen to his message and I would like uh, to pass the message through my podcast. Or even if I don't even interview him for a podcast, just to pick his brains over coffee, I would that'll be amazing. Hey friends. So let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book or a business or maybe you do speaking or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can and maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you and in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche so you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share, a message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. Um, he's he loves getting on podcasts. So hey, that's not a um, complete impossible goal, right there, man. Like that could be very much. And if you, that one person that's listening right now, that knows a possible connect for Nassar, please, please reach out to one of us and let us know. Uh, and if you heard anything today too that uh, may have inspired you or. I want to even push it one step further because I don't like inspiration. I really don't believe in it. But maybe it made you feel like you could finally uh, go after that thing and actually turn this podcast off completely and do it and just um, tag us in the quote, tag us in, in that thing that uh, made you want to have that conversation. So uh, I got two more questions for you, Nassar, mm -hmm. and then we'll round it out. Uh, the, the second to last question is how can we support you? Anybody that's listening right now, how they can, how they can get to Nassar and 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 actually start a conversation with them? 
Yeah. So I'll start off by saying how they can reach me. They can reach me on my website, careermetis.com. And my email is nisar, N-I-S-S-A-R at careermetis.com. They could also connect me with you on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of how anybody could support me, uh, I think it will be a collaborative effort. Uh, my Right now, we spoke briefly about careermetis.com, the publishing platform. We just surpassed 750 authors, unique contributors from around the world. Uh, I have no intentions of stopping. A um, lot of uh, the, the ideas that are shared for today's job seekers or even anyone with a career has has been improving constantly. We want more people. I know there are people out there who would love to share their advice, their story. And if they are concerned that nobody would listen to their voice, I will. So we will, if you have a good story, if you have good advice that you want to share with our audience, please reach out to me. And like I said at the beginning, when I had doubts when I started this, now it's just not me. It's 750 contributors from around the world have written for us. So yeah, feel free to reach out to me and love to see what type of information you'd love to share with us. Yes, please. It's a great website. I love it. It's got a multitude of different personality types, a multitude of different careers, a multitude of just different little uh, itches that you could start scratching today by checking out that website. And you probably won't just spend two minutes on it. Honestly, you'll spend about like, if you're like me at all, one rabbit hole will lead you to the next. So it's a great website. And the next thing I'd love to round it out is, Nassar, do you wish I uh, asked you anything that, that, that I may have left out or something like that? Or do you want to say anything? The floor is yours. I think you asked amazing questions and I wanted to go back and commend you for choosing an amazing name, Scratch Your Own Niche. It's an amazing name for a podcast. And uh, I think that the questions were amazing as well. Um, I, I just want to add one thing and uh, one last thing. And I would say this, um, a lot of people get, people ask me this question once in a while. I've been asked this question on other shows. Um, a lot, of, a lot of people get very, very caught up in this passion thing where people say, oh, I want to do something I'm passionate about. Uh, only then I will do it. Otherwise, I won't do it. I think it's nonsense if I can be blunt. It's it's absolute crap. Because passion is actually, you're trying to, uh, it's something that is very vague. And I know when Steve Jobs said it, everybody thought I should do it as well. Uh, but what I would encourage people is, and this is piggybacking on what Robert Greene said in one of his, one of the videos I saw on YouTube is um, choose something, choose a type of work that you will enjoy doing for sure. But one of the main benefits of work is yes, it defines you, uh, but work transforms yourself. Um, with the help of work, you can grow as a person. Yes, you can grow your career. You might be able to make more money. Those are like the secondary intangible benefits. But the biggest benefit is you. It's a, it's one of the most transformative experiences you will ever experience in your life. Um, case in point, my podcast, when I started, I had no clue what to do. I just decided to just do it. I mean, I bought some equipment, started reaching out to people I know, started reaching out. Over time, I got better at acquiring guests. Over time, I got better at doing interviews. And as a result, after like two years, now I look back some of the interviews. I've grown as a person. I've, it's an amazing networking tool for me. And uh, the impact on my brand has been amazing. 
and the benefit i have the, the the one thing all that could be replaced but what i've grown as a person is not something that could be replaced so that is just one example i can talk for 20 hours about how work transforms yourself and for anyone if you are in your early 20s and 30s um I, i'm not i would say look at work in a different light look at work as that one transformative thing that could really transform everything about you and if you do that and if you apply yourself uh, uh the sky's the limit the world is yours ah and i will uh i will virtually high five <laughs> nasar for ending us out with just gold absolute gold i love that man um thank you so much for being part of the show and uh, not only being part of the show but continuing to do exactly what it takes and that is to step into the 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 uncertainty to step into the monday not knowing anything but by friday knowing a little bit more and so i i commend you for that and uh keep it up and sorry i hope you and i stay in contact because honestly man you're one of the the few people that i think uh are, are they just know a thing and they stick to their guns and they don't just talk about it but they take take actual action they, they behave it they they are it so thanks again nisar and uh we'll we'll talk later okay man thank man? you it's been an absolute pleasure thank you logan absolutely talk later okay my man there's another episode of scratch your own itch uh thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening um the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly it doesn't take much and it feels so good when people create something and take time and when i see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, maybe put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share on either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year, year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I would love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.